0: Hey Matt, how's it
1: going? Jonathan, I am doing great. How are you? Good. Happy New Year. Yeah, happy New Year to you too. Yep, I'm excited to talk about sports in 2024. Absolutely. Um, this is the
0: Agony of Defeat podcast. I'm Jonathan Weiler. I'm a professor of global studies here at UNC Chapel Hill.
1: And I'm Matt Andrews. I'm a professor in the Department of History here at UNC Chapel Hill. And we've been doing this for, what, about Eight years now? I think that's right. Since, since Kaepernick took a knee, basically. Two big moments that's in sports. Right, that's right. Yeah, in 2016. Yeah, Kaepernick
0: took a knee, and, um, and the rest is history. The rest is history. Everything changed. Everything, that's right. Yeah. Um, so, um, our main topic today. Yeah. is going to be the demise of Sports Illustrated. Yeah,
1: we need to take a moment and bow ahead and, yeah. uh, and talk about poor Sports Illustrated.
0: Matt and I are going to play the role of two old guys taking a trip down memory
1: lane. I can't wait. I'm sad. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, never mind. I'm going to hold hold yeah. my thoughts yeah. for our yeah. discussion. Yeah. But you, yeah. you have something very weighty, I think, very that wet. you you want to talk about. All right,
0: so Matt, we're going to start. This will be a, a new segment of the show, and this may be the only time we do this segment. <laughs> OK. But this segment is going to be how naive is Matt Andrews about how the world really works? Okay. That's gonna be the segment.
1: Okay, so, so this here, is so
0: we're gonna start with a question. It's a segment
1: about me. I like to it. Test your naivete. Okay, sounds good. Do you believe? Do you really believe uh-huh.
0: that the Kansas City Chiefs won the conference championship?
1: I do. And, I made, saw, the oh, and made the Super
0: Bowl fair and square.
1: Who made the Super Bowl fair and square? Do you believe that? Yeah, so the Chiefs just beat the Ravens in the AFC Championship game. I watched that a little bit. I was much more interested in the 49ers somehow beating the Lions. Which, by the way,
0: congratulations. (laughs) As a 49ers fan, your team is in the Super Bowl. That's very exciting.
1: Combination of lucky bounces, drop passes, and coaching hubris. They had no business winning that game. Oh, congratulations on the Michigan Wolverines. Yes, yes. Yeah, winning the national championship.
0: That that, that has felt very good.
1: Good, I'm sure. All right, so we got that out of the way. Congratulations to us (laughs) both. Uh, uh, So is the question, do I believe that the Chiefs won fair and square? Yeah,
0: yeah. Do you believe they are in the Super Bowl fair and square? I do. Okay, that is according to many people, right? Who know better. Uh huh. You, you are you are simply wrong.
1: I am naive. You are naive. Okay, so I have okay. failed this so, test. <laughs> All right. This, t-
0: this, this segment educate me. Yeah. Okay. Why so, am I wrong? It turns out. Yeah. According to a very significant swath of right wing media. Oh. Okay. That a oh. vast conspiracy uh-huh. is underway. Okay. That conspiracy involves Taylor Swift's.
1: Oh, sure.
0: Travis Kelsey. Of course. The Kansas City Chiefs. Hmm. Joe Biden. Yes. And the 2024 election.
1: Oh, this is so dirty. So
0: let me very quickly <laughs> lay out the theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I'm going to read you a couple of choice quotes.
1: Okay. I mean, I think I know where this is going. But okay. Yeah.
0: So the idea is that there is a deep state PSYOPS program. Right. Some of these people, by the way, say things like, this PSYOPs program is right out in the open, which I feel like contradicts the idea that it's
1: a PSYOPs <laughs> program. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. We're
0: going to leave things like that aside. Right. But, uh,
1: that okay. is a very crafty PSYOPs <laughs> program. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
0: Okay, so the deep state to support Biden mm-hmm. in his nefarious effort to defeat Donald Trump in the 2024 election
1: mm-hmm.
0: has somehow recruited, roped Taylor Swift into... Because she's a well-known liberal. She endorsed Biden in 2024. Like, have
1: they brainwashed her? Have they injected her with COVID? Either
0: she's a knowing or an unwitting
1: participant. Either way. Either way. Right.
0: She's part of... She is, by the way, she is artificially popular. That's an important part of understanding what's happening. Okay. This is a construct. It's, It's, It's not real. It's not organic. Her relationship with Travis Kelsey, the Kansas City Chiefs' great tight end, is certainly not organic. Well,
1: that might be true. I have that, my I, doubts. They,
0: okay, but, that's fair enough. That's yeah. fair. Enough. There's a long history yeah. of celebrity couplings that are, <laughs> that are ulterior motives. But okay, so Taylor Swift, the deep state, she's been recruited to use her immense popularity to help Joe Biden defeat... Donald Trump. Has
1: she endorsed Biden?
0: She has not endorsed Biden, yet, yeah, but this is important. Okay. So where do the Chiefs and Travis Kelsey in the NFL in the Super Bowl come
1: Right. In, you might ask. Right.
0: And I might answer uh, the where they come in is she's got this relationship with the Chiefs, and so now the Chiefs were allowed by the NFL
1: right. to
0: win have this run in the playoffs win get to the Super Bowl it's all rigged
1: it's all rigged by the NFL which is a notorious left-wing, left-wing organization liberal, yeah kind of socialist yeah communist. very well kind of socialist actually, well, actually in the way they actually socialist in the way they but, share money but yeah yeah, yeah. Um, well hold on so, so when I saw like Flowers yeah. fumble into the end zone watching the game did that actually happen or did he or did he fumble on purpose is that the theory it's, or was it all just, you know, uh, CGI stuff?
0: It could be CGI. It yeah. could be he did. It's hard to know. I mean, but this is how the deep state gets you. Yes, yeah, right. You know, that's right. Baltimore
1: get... did play strangely poorly that strangely poorly. that game. So, so who I, knows
0: how they were So
1: I, I'm going there's a 7% chance this is real.
0: Okay, so let me read a couple of quotes. Okay, so the idea is that, the Chiefs have gone to the Super Bowl because this was all manufactured.
1: And they're going to beat my Niners, it sounds like, oh, based yeah, on this theory. I, it's they, done.
0: They absolutely, it's already done. Well, this I hate this theory. Yeah, this, well, this sucks. You have reason to shout from the rooftops before it's too late. Tell you
1: is. what, I actually think the Chiefs are going to beat the 49ers, so yeah. I'm, I think I'm just going to latch on to this theory. <laughs> okay. I'm going to write it.
0: Look, it's as good a theory as any. Yeah, it's one, as good as, as the. Be. One theory is as good as another, <laughs> one Jonathan. Theory, one theory is as good as another. So the idea is that now this has all been set in motion. Right. Taylor Swift yeah. is going to appear at the Super Bowl, Okay. as she has been appearing at Travis Kelsey right. games for many weeks now, right. and getting a lot of attention for right. it. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and at halftime, she is going to endorse Joe Biden.
1: Uh, how? Like on on live t- television? I, somehow. I guess is so. She going to make? I, Usher is the halftime he show. Is,
0: uh, yeah. Now as Sam Cedar, a left wing. Uh, political commentator webcaster who I, like, who I like noted about this theory if the Deep State really wanted to make an impact yeah why didn't they just have to have Taylor Swift be the halftime show since that gets bigger ratings than the Super Bowl itself
1: okay. missed opportunity deep, missed state. So the deep state not as smart I as the like Deep they... state likes to think it is okay. let me read you a couple of quotes. sure yeah let's uh, give... okay. people supporting the theory that I now subscribe it to completely latched on
0: right okay. so this is a Republican politician wrote that she quote, tried to warn y'all back in October Mm -hmm. that the influence of Taylor Swift on our youth with witchcraft was demonic, evil, and
1: Luciferian. Sorry, who said this? This
0: Georgia politician, Candace Taylor. Is is this an
1: an elected official?
0: It's an elected official. Okay, nice. Of course, Satan wants to use her now (laughs) to elect Joe back into the White House to destroy what's left of America. Um, Satan
1: being Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, right? Because of the way he screwed up the the, the,
0: the Uh, Cowboys lost in humiliating fashion to the Packers. That's just just the uh, tip of the iceberg in my my theory
1: that he is Lucifer.
0: Um, This is another, I guess, right-wing influencer. Taylor Swift is nothing more than a controlled influencer who has been put to work by those who seek to destroy America.
1: Boy this may boomerang on these people as I understand it she's pretty popular this Taylor Swift person so I, I I gather I gather yeah I, I, I mean I'm not know. sure the Swifties want to be told that they're in the clutches of Lucifer herself yeah, or himself. She's
0: a 35 year old billionaire based on her gut billionaire I think yeah based on her record breaking award winning music making over the last 15 years. Yeah
1: yeah interesting
0: uh, okay, she's a very talented operative, working for the <laughs> same group responsible for the timely and coincident, coincidental COVID nineteen. Now it's in, and then I'll read one more and then I comment about her boyfriend Travis Kelsey, who's a part of all this. Yeah, you're cool. into
1: this theory. I mean, in a weird, I know you're you're yeah. you're you're posturing as being against it, but no, you're the,
0: the more I'm reading, you're the into am Really, I'm persuaded. Did yeah. she do January sixth? Taylor Swift was that her too? Oh wow. I, I think that's another podcast. Okay, though,
1: so. <laughs> All right. we'll, yeah, we'll save yeah. that for later.
0: Calling it now, KC wins, goes to Super Bowl. So this was just before the Super Bowl. Swift comes out at the halftime show and, and, and quote, endorses Joe Biden with Kelsey in midfield. Worth recalling that.
1: Wait, Kelsey, who's in the game, is going to not be in the in the locker room at halftime. He's going to be no, holding hands with, hold hands, kiss, and endorse yeah, Biden. Yeah, that's going to be yeah, cute.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, now, important to remember, Matt, in all this, Travis Kelsey, what's the nickname that he was branded with by Aaron Rodgers? I have no idea. Mr. Pfizer. Because Travis Kelsey does no. Pfizer commercials. Yeah.
1: You had me until Aaron Rodgers came on board. <laughs> now now I now I'm out. <laughs> okay, I'm, but Aaron
0: <laughs> Rodgers went to Berkeley. He's in Northern California. Yeah, we, we we are.
1: disown him. I, I can't stand these guys I, I, who think they're smarter than I I
0: will not I w I won't I won't belabor this further, but you get the idea. This, wow. this, this is an actual set of ideas that has been rattling around right wing media especially since
1: Sunday I guess we shouldn't be surprised we should
0: not be so the, the funny thing of course is that as soon as the super bowl passes and, and this does not happen right that will this will all be memory holds
1: right or or it will be spun in some other spun way in some memory holds i like that that's yeah. a good yeah so
0: okay so i just thought the listeners mm-hmm. might like to know
1: what we're dealing with what here. What we're dealing with here. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: Before we move on to our discussion. And I was
1: about to say we're a nonpartisan yeah. show, but that's not true. We are a partisan <laughs> show. <laughs> we're we, partisan. I mean, I and if it's between that guy Trump and that guy Biden, I know who I'm voting yeah, for. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Very good. Okay. Well, if it's not on the cover of Sports Illustrated, it ain't real. When it, is true. when it comes that to to sports. So, yeah. yeah, we Jonathan and I, we decided that we wanted to talk about, um, I didn't realize we were going to talk about Taylor Swift, but <laughs> I'm glad we did. We wanted to talk about Sports Illustrated a couple of weeks ago. The, the, the news broke that um, two organizations, which I had never heard of before, Arena Group Holdings and uh, something called the Authentic Brands Group. Ever heard okay, of these things? No. Mm-hmm. All right. So one group didn't pay the other. And so they're cutting Sports Illustrated's funding. They laid off almost everyone attached with Sports Illustrated. Well, I, my issue is apparently on the way. The most recent issue, you know, Sports Illustrated is right. now every month. Okay. Um, so well, I don't.
0: You're still a subscriber.
1: You know, I still am. I actually no, went away for no, a while no. uh, because it became. Well, what twenty years ago it became like an every two weeks issue, yeah, and yeah. now it's an every month issue, and it is a total shell I, I of hadn't itself. I didn't it
0: was a monthly because I read it online now. Yeah. So yeah. I haven't seen an issue in a long time, actually.
1: You know what? Yeah. So I still get a little bit of a charge <laughs> when I open my mailbox <laughs> at this old age, ripe yeah, old age yeah. of fifty five, yeah. and there's a Sports Illustrated in uh-huh. there, and so we just want to talk about. What Sports Illustrated was, what it meant to us growing up, and, and, and its role in, in forming us as people who are sports-loving, uh, reading-loving individuals. Yes, yes.
0: yes. Who, who? who think about who We like sports. to read is what I'm saying That's Jonathan. Right. Yeah. who think about sports in parts yeah. in relation to other social forces. Yes, and and sports Illustrated, sports Illustrated did that. Did that exactly.
1: Yeah, it didn't always do that, no, no, but it no, no, started no. to do yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was doing it when we grew up. Yeah. It was doing and, it when And I grew
0: up. it definitely put a premium on good writing. Right. Yeah, really. Storytelling, good writing.
1: Whatever yeah. the politics were, you couldn't read Sports Illustrated cover to cover like I did. In yep. I think you yep. did every yep. week yep. and not become a better writer somehow yes. because yes. You, that's yes. what good writing is. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, Sports Illustrated, for those of you who've never heard of it, yep. Sports Illustrated, the first issue was in Fif- August of 1954. I'm There's sure you this, probably know who was it, on the cover.
0: So. It wasn't
1: Roger Bannister. No, no, it wasn't Roger Bannister, okay. though he was the first sportsman of the year, okay. Okay. 1954. Okay. And I think they actually, Sports okay. Illustrated, called that the greatest sporting achievement of the 20th okay. century. Roger
0: Bannister, who broke the four-minute mile in May of 1954. In
1: May of 1954. Yes. It was actually Eddie Matthews was on the cover. Oh, okay. It was Milwaukee know. County Stadium or whatever, and it was a big picture of, 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 of Eddie, Eddie Matthews. Eddie Matthews a
0: former Milwaukee Braves great, Hank yeah. Aaron's teammate for many
1: years. Yep. Um, yep. So uh, why they decided, to go with that i'm not i guess the braves had just recently moved to milwaukee they'd done that in 53 so they decided to put them on on the cover so
0: 70 years
1: yeah yeah right 70 years and 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 and, and now it's gone Okay, okay jonathan for me
0: yeah i was gonna ask you matt what's your first sports illustrated or or your first memorable. Well, for me, it's yeah.
1: it's all one memory. It's okay. every week being very excited to yeah. get home from school, uh-huh. and our mailbox. We lived up on this hill, kind of, and our mailbox was down below. And I okay. would always say on Wednesday, whoever was driving me, drop me off because I want to open up the mailbox. I
0: have an image Matt, of you like Tony Soprano walking down the driveway <laughs> in my yeah, newspaper. It, That's basically what bathroom, it is, but, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah so. But it was going the other way, and what the sports illustrated was going to be in there Wednesday afternoon what was going to be on the cover cuz what was on the cover like they told me that was the story yes. um set
0: the kind of agenda for the week
1: it right? did and and I, yeah. I and then i would yeah. read what was going to what the big sporting events were coming up this yeah. this week yeah. I, I the the photography that was in there uh, it,
0: Amazing photography.
1: Yes, so for me, Sports Illustrated is Wednesday afternoon from like sixth grade until I went away to college, and then I had it sent to my dorm room. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was opening up that mailbox. What color were the letters Sports Illustrated going to be in? That was part of the deal. I think if there's one cover that I vividly remember... It's when UNC and I wasn't a UNC fan, yeah. but it's when UNC beat Georgetown in the '82 final. Oh, okay. James Worthy slamming the ball, and I I can still remember the the violet lettering of of, of Sports Illustrated that was there. That's that one, and of course the Miracle on Ice yes, in in 1980. Yes. That photograph no words no on the words, cover which
0: I think my, uh, have they ever, have I'm not they sure they've ever done that, ever done that
1: since? since yeah, yeah no yeah. words no words yeah. needed because no everyone knew what it was for yeah. me that was the highlight of my week uh-huh. how about you and when you well, think about your well, uh, your memory I'm
0: say in a minute my my first sports illustrated memory but uh, the sports information landscape that Matt and I are describing when we were kids, it was just so different. Like, yeah. You have the local news, which are like 11.20, you know. You got even, five minutes. You got five minutes, a quick run through of the scores. Yeah, yeah. We would get the New York Times every day. Okay,
1: I got the San Francisco Chronicle. Okay, so this Went is- Went straight for the sports page. Right, same. But yeah.
0: this is an East Coast thing. If yeah. the Yankees are playing on the West Coast- Game was too late. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Included yeah, totally, in the newspaper, totally. Yeah, and the Times had like four pages of coverage. Like that was essentially our sports information.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, now, when Sports Center was invented, I mean, I mean Sports yes, Center is yes. the demise of Sports Illustrated, I right? The, I the
0: beginning of the end.
1: I, I think it's, way. yeah, that it's yeah. the beginning of the end. You don't need it as much anymore. And
0: now, of course, every single second, yeah. every day. Yeah, now, now we've got our phones, and, and of course, yeah.
1: and so... Uh, the, so, so Sports yeah, Illustrated,
0: I mean, in addition to what we're describing, the great writing, the photography, substantively, it gave you a depth of coverage yeah. about, like, the previous week's games for example right you just weren't going to get anywhere. no
1: because the new york times i doubt they had color photographs the san they, francisco they, they chronicle did not. did not have color no, photographs no. so we saw the sports yeah. sports yeah. that weren't necessarily on television back right. then i mean yeah. imagine that dear right. Right. dear dear right. listeners <laughs> not every single game was on, on television on very few right. things were on right. television so that, right. that's how you saw what what uh, Billy Sims looked like right, and right. for, for the that's first right. time, that's yeah. Right. yeah.
0: So okay, so when I was 10 years old in 1975, my mother for my birthday got me a subscription to Sports Illustrated. My first issue arrived in December of 1975. right. George Foreman was on the cover. Matt and I were just looking up that cover a few minutes ago. It's yeah,
1: this just, is this is post-Rumble in the Jungle.
0: Yeah, post-Rumble in the Jungle, and the, and the and the cover just says, I want Ali again. Which he
1: never got. he, never, he got never got, Ali. but
0: I have a vivid memory oh, I have no idea. of that issue arriving and how, just as you're describing, Matt, how excited I was to just dig into yeah. this like 70 or 80 pages of just chock full of... Oh, and by the way, Remember they had the Faces in the Crowd? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So the, my favorite of all time on that. Story,
1: and there, there are probably all sorts of famous athletes who oh, who, well, who who appeared in that. Oh, so, faces in the Crowd was like six faces. And here's an athlete you've never heard of because she's 14, but here's what she did this right, week. Right. Yeah. So
0: my favorite one is, and it would be like, it was, the the photos were sometimes funny, like they were in profile, and it's almost like they were... You know, I don't know, like in a police station. Like a mugshot or a something. Mug shot. Yeah, some of them kind look of like the junior high school yearbook photos. pictures. Yeah, yeah, but I guess we're just like mailed in. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So, but I, I remember one from 1978 Faces in the Crowd, Irvin Johnson, no. high school senior. High school senior from, and of from now, Lansing, Michigan. even that, it, I, you know, now you, you know the great high school players, but right. the time they're. Well,
1: because LeBron's on the cover of Sports Illustrated exactly. now but, but, but back then you know, there,
0: there was, these recruiting services didn't exist no, so no. i um, just always remember Irvin Johnson <laughs> faces in the crowd
1: faces in the crowd wow and,
0: and 2 years later he's
1: he's on the cover of Sports he, Illustrated winning the, the national the championship. championship
0: And the rest of course, is history
1: so. yeah and so you got yeah. the faces in the crowd you know you've yeah. got all the all the ads for the for the for the scotch whiskey and the yes, and the cigarettes right, and right. the Television. It was
0: very much a gentleman's magazine. Well, and so
1: decir. when Sports Illustrated started, I've done a little research on okay. Sports Illustrated. It was kind of a, I think of it as like New England, Vermont, uh, highbrow. It was—it was yachting. It was skiing. It was—it was hunting. You know, cross-country skiing. Because apparently, advertisers in 1954 did not think that sports fans had any had any purchasing possibilities. Why would we advertise? Sport? Why would we put football in a magazine? Uh-huh. People who watch football are morons right, right, and they right, don't have right, any right. purchasing power. Right. Now that's all sports is. Right. I mean, boy, did they get it wrong. They were 100% right. wrong. Right. And uh, so, But,
0: but actually, you, you're just reminding me, Matt, how much just attendance at major sporting events like baseball, for example, was a working class Phenomenon
1: yeah, right. 70, 80 years ago, right? And so these aren't people we're, we're, we're going to pitch yeah. our magazine to because yeah. a, a magazine is for the advertising. Didn't
0: Playboy start within a year of Sports Illustrated? And I'm just wondering, it feels like it might have appealed to a similar...
1: Yeah, sadly, term. as a 13-year-old, I did not get Playboy magazine in my <laughs> mailbox. I, I realize I shouldn't say that now, but, <laughs> but but that would have spoke to 13-year-old Matt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah but, but I'm just thinking about the demographic... Yeah. That that would have appealed to. Sounds similar to what yeah, you Yeah,
1: Playboy start. magazine was the, the yeah, hi-fi, like, like stereo, scale. Brandy sniffing, yeah, upscale. Right, right, yeah, right, and then right. I guess they had this guy named Andre Laguerre who became the general editor mm-hmm. in the 60s. Uh, and he's the one who said, no, we're going to start talking about football. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about more baseball, basketball of all things, basketball. And that's when Sports Illustrated took off. That's when it became the Sports Illustrated, right. certainly, that, that that you and I know. So
0: among, among the things that Sports Illustrated did, I feel like before anybody else was you know, they'd have their baseball preview issue. Yes. And again, you couldn't get more in-depth analysis of the season ahead. The Olympic
1: preview every four four years. And then what Sports Illustrated under Laguerre did is they came up with the kind of long-form article at the end uh-huh. And I remember when I was 13, I was like, ah, oh, geez, these long articles. Right, 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 right. Too long. Give me the sports. Right. But now, I mean, other than Esquire magazine with, you know, Mailer and Gay Talese right. and Tom Wolfe writing about writing sports.
0: About, uh, writing about boxing. especially Every
1: really once like, in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the best yes. sports journalism out there. Yes. That's Frank DeFord. That's um, George Plimpton. Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll probably name a few others, yeah, but yeah. that long Later form. On, Jeff Perlman. Jeff yeah. Perlman, absolutely. The great sports
0: book writer. Friend of Friend agony of, of defeat. Friend of, agony of defeat, absolutely. I've got
1: a, I've got a quote here. It comes from yeah. Frank Deford talking about Laguerre as an editor. I love this quote. He said, "He smoked cigars and drank scotch and made the sun move across the heavens. <laughs> His genius as an editor was that he made you want to please him." But he wanted you to do that by writing in your own distinct style. Nice. I know, nice. isn't that nice? nice? I want to put that almost like like on at the end of every prompt I give my students. It's like, please me by being <laughs> yourself. Don't give me what you think <laughs> I want. Good. Just good. be no, yourself. That would be good and, of us. and and I, I'd like some cigars and scotch. So Frank
0: well. DeFord. I, th- I think many people know, was NPR's sports commentator for many years, actually. Yeah, but I, I knew him
1: as an SI guy first, but, but, but certainly.
0: I, I'm just making that point to say that to give you a sense of that the, the pipeline is between, in this case, Sports Illustrated and NPR. Yeah. To give you a sense of, I think what were their genuinely lofty aspirations as a magazine of good writing yeah which happened to be about sports
1: yeah yeah uh you mentioned perlman uh plimpton you know going out and um fighting sugar ray robinson and then writing about it for sports <laughs> illustrated <laughs> trying to be quarterback of the detroit lions you're turning it into a book but first it's in sports illustrated um
0: Paul Zimmerman was the great football writer.
1: Uh, before Peter, him. Peter King. Peter King, Tex Mall, going way back. When I read these old articles from the 50s, it's like, wow, these guys yeah. could could write. In I didn't realize it at the time, but in retrospect, look, I, I wasn't reading Hemingway and, and, yeah. and Fitzgerald back then. I was reading Sports Illustrated, but I was reading re- g- great writing yes. when, when we were reading yes. SI. Yes. And then... Sports Illustrated, of course. Um, oh, I, one other thing that I do want to say about Sports Illustrated.
0: Then I have a Sports Illustrated memory to share as well. Good. All right, we're just going to go yeah. go back and forth. Yeah.
1: I remember. I don't remember which one it was, but I remember putting a Sports Illustrated cover on my wall um, when I was oh, about okay. eleven or twelve years okay. old. When I graduated from high school, every wall in my bedroom, top to bottom, wow. was. Wow. Wow. It was a crazy Sports Illustrated wow. psycho yeah. fandom world. And, and your so,
0: parents were okay with that. Oh, they, yeah, they, they would scotch tape. Does they would uh, uh, thumbtacks, I thumb think. Tacks? Yeah.
1: So I'm sure it was a mess when okay. I took it all okay. down. Yeah. yeah. My, my, my dad would have parties and he'd, he'd bring people down, yeah. like, <laughs> you got to see the crazy show down. And down. But he was a <laughs> sports guy. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, he right. loved all of it. So, I, I was all in on uh-huh. Sports Illustrated.
0: So, I apologies if I've said this before about my connection to this historic person, but my Sports Illustrated, one Sports Illustrated memory I have is, um, I think I've shared that I was born cross-eyed, I had surgery when I was a kid. Um, The surgeon was a noted pediatric ophthalmologist named Richard Raskin, who a few years later became the first widely known transsexual, as we called. Yeah. Then at the time, Renee Richards, the tennis player, um, I came home oh. from camp one summer, and I did not know that this transformation had taken place. Right, right. And my mother, I was 12, I think, right. and my mother didn't really know how to broach it with me. <laughs>
1: so what did she do? Just so, <laughs> so,
0: in fact, she said, Jonathan, this, this recent Sports Illustrated, I really want you to read yeah. this issue. And I was like why why yeah and i opened it up and and there the featured article there's your eye doctor is my eye doctor who right. is now renee richards wow. trying to make it as a women's professional tennis player and i was shocked
1: sure uh, uh, right when you're 12 years I, old I, and, and it's the first time you've yeah, heard of this so it's a uh, um, it, it, it's puzzling. As a nice
0: coda to that story many many years later uh in 2015 when uh Caitlin Jennon Caitlin Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner yeah. first became Caitlyn Jenner. Right, right. When Bruce became uh, Caitlyn. Uh, yeah. I, I had written a piece about my own for Huffington Post about my own experience with Renee Richards. Oh right, yeah, I
1: remember and that. I sent it to her and yeah. we had
0: a lovely correspondence. Yeah. Oh and wonderful. Was, yeah, is she still alive? Yeah, she is still alive.
1: Okay. Yeah, she wonderful.
0: was actually practicing medicine until just a few years
1: ago. And I don't I don't want to go down this rabbit yeah, hole and yeah, I don't mean this any yeah is is not a public voice in the current arguments about transgender athletes as far as she I really know. Isn't. Just
0: she she when Caitlyn Jenner became famous um, she was sort of briefly People were checking in with her a little bit. Yeah, and now she
1: just sort of ceded the territory to others. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, yeah. so Sports Illustrated was my introduction to that (laughs) That particular news story. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, along those lines, and here's about how significant this magazine, when I think of the significance of Sports Illustrated, I assign uh, the first of Jack Olson's five-part piece, The Shameful Story of the Black Athlete. I signed this in my class. 1968. 1968. Mm-hmm. And it was, here, here's a sports magazine that's taken a deeper look at what's going on in pro sports and in college campuses. It's an incredible series. It's an incredible series. It's a groundbreaking series. I think it's the most important thing ever written about sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe in the United, well, that might be going too far. It's the most important piece that I think Sports Illustrated ever, mm-hmm. ever published. Mm-hmm. And Jack Olson is the one who was alerting, you know, the mostly white leader uh, readership that um, we congratulate congratulate. congratulate ourselves in the world of sports for saying isn't it great what sports have done for the black athlete getting these poor kids out of the ghetto and getting them into colleges and guess what it's not as rosy as you think
0: you know matt given what you've just said about the demographic of that magazine yeah for them to have made that decision right to do that in
1: 1968
0: that is really admirable
1: Agreed. Uh, Going along with what Dr. Harry Edwards is is saying over there at San Jose State College and and, and publishing this. And I I, I know because I've looked. Of course, this
0: is the year of Smith and Carlos. This
1: is the year of the revolt of the black athlete, the quote unquote angry black athlete. This is part of that revolt. Absolutely. And they got a lot of nasty letters about this. Mm -hmm. Stick to sports. Mm -hmm. You know, this is where that 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 that. Mm-hmm. That uh, argument really kind of starts because it's the first time that you get the other side. It's the first time you get the the, the political aspect of this story, and it angered a lot of people. Yeah. Um. So, in Sports Illustrated doing that piece. Jack Olson then had a three part series with Lou Alcinder, later to be Kareem Abdul Jabbar, where uh, he gave Lou Alcinder the opportunity to talk about how unhappy he was at UCLA, actually, mm-hmm. and about how. Mm-hmm. Meaningful reading the autobiography of Malcolm X was for him and his emerging political consciousness. Kind of, I mean, that was in Sports was sort Illustrated. Of the
0: beginning of Kareem's career as a writer, in a way.
1: Right? I, it was Lou Cinder with Jack Olson, yeah. and I and I don't doubt that 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 Kareem wrote a lot of that. Yeah. But that was in there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another piece that we have to talk about, unless you want to chime in now. No, about no, no, no. okay, so it's. When I think of Sports Illustrated, uh, you, you probably know where I'm going. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. 1985. It's April 1st, 1985. And I was 16 years old. I'm just going to say it. I suppose I should have known better. But <laughs> Sports illustrated if it was in Sports Illustrated and it was about sports, then I believed it. Yeah. Because Sports Illustrated was the authority. I still remember what was on the cover of April 1st, 1985. The Big East had three teams in the final four. So uh, Georgetown... Mm-hmm.
0: Georgetown and St. John's. St.
1: John's and Villanova were all on the cover, and it was about how the Big East has three teams in the final four. I think maybe LSU was the
0: other one. It was Memphis. Oh, was it was Memphis. Was and I was believe... Given- yeah. Someone can fact check me that they beat Boston College in the final eight. Oh, so it almost was four. It, four.
1: it was definitely yeah. three. I thought yeah. it was LSU, but I'm going to go with you because you have the have the better sports I'm sure memory LSU here. LSU was
0: in the final four in '86. The next year. Got it.
1: Okay, so 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 this is '85, yeah. yeah. but that wasn't the big story. There was a story in there, um, by Frank. DeFord. No, wait, or was it, no, it was a Plimpton. It was Plimpton. It yeah, 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 no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, it was Plimpton. Yeah, I got yeah, these guys mixed up sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, titled The the Curious Case of Sid Finch. And I read... Sid Finch
0: spelled with two D's, importantly.
1: S-I-D-D. Is that important? Okay, let's <laughs> let's go with it. What was more important to, to me... Was that here was this unknown New York Mets pitching prospect.
0: This is the beginning of the baseball season.
1: Yeah, I guess it's the beginning so, of the baseball yeah. season. And he's letting us know the Mets got this guy who has combined his pitching talents with Eastern religious philosophies, uh, plays the French horn, by the way, likes to wear this like desert boots when he pitches rather than, than cleats. And this guy, Sid Finch with two Ds can throw a 168 mile per hour fastball. And I think I was halfway I up. I had th- remembered
0: 150, but it's even. I think it's 168. I, believe, I, I actually you, did, a, did a little yeah, yeah, fact yeah, yeah, checking here. I believe you, yeah,
1: And I think I was halfway up the hill from my house, from, from the mailbox. And I this is the most incredible thing I've ever read in my life. <laughs> and I, I remember my dad was in Dallas on a business trip. And right. I, I, I called him up somehow. How did I call him up back then? Or he called in at 8 o'clock. He's like, Dad, Dad, have you read the
0: story about and the. It could only be on the phone for two minutes because there's going to be like a $50 phone yeah, call. Yeah,
1: and, and I just. But. You've got to read this story, yeah. and he said, I'll, "I'll read it." And then he called back about a half hour later, and he said, "Did you see the date on the cover of the magazine?" <laughs> and so we'll, we'll we'll fill in our readers if they haven't read it. Do you have a remember reading? I do
0: remember. I remember. I, I remember the same issue. I remember getting it and reading it.
1: And, and you were how old? I and was in college. Okay, so you were. Yeah.
0: And I. Started out being really intrigued. And at a certain point, I was like, wait a <laughs> minute. <laughs>
1: so it turns out this is the greatest April Fool's joke, I think, ever. Ever ever yeah. certainly yeah. i mean in yeah. sports illustrated but i but
0: and is it up there with war of the Worlds? oh well that was halloween though but right right <laughs> no, yeah, so, but, but but it's hoax that hoax
1: kind that of, yeah it's yeah. right up there the yeah. curious case of sid finch was all made up but the but the new york mets they were in on it they were saying yeah. oh yeah i remember seeing i think an interview that night on tv with Davey Johnson, the oh, the really manager wow. of the Mets, this is how how uh-huh. how deep state all this this went.
0: <laughs> this is the original deep
1: state. This is the original deep sports, state sports deep theory. State I remember the reporter saying 168 miles per hour. Well, what 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 will happen if he if he hits a batter? And Davey Johnson, the best deadpan, just said, "Oh, it'll kill him." <laughs> And I remember thinking, like, "This is awesome! Is like, so this is going to be the oh, coolest baseball year ever." Wasn't
0: no I'm, I'm vaguely remembering this. Isn't there a picture they show of like a catcher
1: shaking shaking his, his hand? hand? Like, oh my <laughs> it's god, it's just, so painful. And he needs a special glove. A special glove. Sure. And this is the type of stuff. Once again, I think my point is because Sports Illustrated said it was true. Yeah. Sixteen-year-old Matt it's a, I, I believed not, it. I
0: have not read the story in now forty years. Okay. I have no doubt. Yeah. If I went back and read it, in fact, I may read it tonight. Yeah, um, that would be a beautifully crafted story. Yes, Plimpton because was such Plimpton a is a great writer. Yeah. And it was so imaginative. It later um, turned into
1: a book. Actually, he did oh, it. he he, he did a whole short book on it to, to to cash a, to cash in more cash on in the numbers. story. I send it to my baseball and American history students every April first. Oh, you do. And 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 I there's no way to convince them that it's real. Right, but I just right, say right. here is the greatest April Fool's <laughs> joke of all time. If you have any interest in ba- in, in in baseball writing, in good writing. Read this. Okay, so
0: one thing I feel like we we are obligated to mention certainly does not be the final word right. is another famous Sports Illustrated feature for many years uh-huh. was the swimsuit.
1: Issue. That is Laguerre's contribution okay. as okay. as okay. well. Okay. okay. I am ambivalent about the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition yes, as yes. a fully formed adult. Yes.
0: As a boy, I was not ambivalent.
1: I was unambivalent about the Sports Illustrated yeah. Swimsuit yeah. Issue. yeah, And
0: some of those famous models got their...
1: Naomi guys. Campbell, Brinkley, Paulina Poroskova. Showty. Yeah, we know yeah. the names we because obviously... Names. And this was at a time, just talking about American culture, where pictures of Look, I don't want to turn it into a discussion yeah, yeah, of, yeah, yeah, of, yeah, of of yeah. of of pseudo pornography, yeah. but at a time when pictures of scantily clad women was not readily available, yes, I think. um, and I think. so the swimsuit is, she would would come out every January, yes, was kind of a big deal,
0: and I think was always their best selling, yeah, uh, special without a doubt
1: was was about. and their most controversial and, most controversial. and, there and would there would be point, angry letters you know,
0: in their effort to try to, um. Culturally pivot. Uh, sometime in recent years, they yeah. had a trans woman.
1: Oh, did the they? Fire. Yeah, I, I, I don't and doubt they, it. Yeah, they, I think yeah. they probably started. Uh, yeah. uh, they had, um, what's her name? Um... The the eighty year old home maven uh, Martha Stewart was uh, Stewart, was right. was right. in there right. yeah and right. it, it was probably a big I, big deal when Naomi Campbell who I assume was the first black model to be not on not the cover yeah. 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 yeah we shouldn't run away from talking about the yeah. SI swimsuit yeah, yeah. so we're, we're we're cultural historians it, it, here yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: no no I, and it it was it I a full discussion of Sports Illustrated Yeah. Certainly must include a reference to the swimsuit.
1: Yeah, and the the, yeah. the next week there were to be letters, you know, from a from a housewife in Minneapolis. Cancel my son's sub right, right. subscription. But yeah, it yeah. it was yeah. a big deal. Yeah. As was what used to be called the Sportsmen of the Year yes roger banister with the first and 54 yes. who are they going to give the award sportsman yes. of the year yes. they've recently or you know semi-recently realized perhaps we should call it sports person of yes. the year and because they give the award to women women are athletes yeah. as yeah. as well yeah. that was always a big deal who are they going to pick yeah. is it going to be terry bradshaw will it be willie stargill hank will aaron. hank aaron yeah. yeah um that that's a big deal um yeah. I wanna mention my all-time favorite Sports Illustrated article. Yeah. So my all-time favorite Sports Illustrated writer is Gary Smith, who Uh is a little more recent. Mm -hmm. And Gary Smith wrote, well, he wrote about everything. Mm -hmm. Trust me, people, if Gary Smith wrote his article for for Sports Illustrated, Mm -hmm. read it. In 1996, he had an article about this up-and-coming golfer at uh, the University of Stanford Ah, named Tiger Woods. Mm And in this article, he told us that Earl Woods, Tiger Woods' father, compared his son to Gandhi, said said okay. My son is going to be bigger than Gandhi. He is. He was. Earl Woods was talking about the multiracialness of Tiger, and he was onto something here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The multiracial Tiger Woods, my son Tiger, is going to be the greatest golfer the world has ever seen, and perhaps that is true. Uh, and he is going to do more good than Gandhi did you know, mm-hmm. because he is a multiracial mm-hmm. athlete. Mm-hmm. And Gary Smith, in this article, even though he obviously sat down with Earl Woods, had the foresight to say,
0: eh,
1: I doubt it. Uh-huh. Had the foresight uh-huh. to, to say Tiger Woods is just about to sign a $40 million contract with, with Nike. And here's what Gary Smith wrote. Let's be honest. The machine will win. Because you can't work both sides of the street. The machine will win, meaning the sports machine, because you can't transcend wearing 16 Nike swooshes. You can't move human hearts while you're busy pushing sneakers. Gandhi didn't hawk golf balls, did he? Jackie Robinson was spared that fate because he came and went while Madison Avenue was still teething. Ali became a symbol instead of a logo because of boxing's disrepute and because of the attrition of cells in the basal gognia of his brain. Who or what will save Tiger Woods? That's really good. That's Isn't that good? That's really good. Uh, Gary Smith, my friends, yeah. Uh, yeah. talk about prescience and, yeah. and, and knowing what was coming down the pike.
0: I, I am, since you mentioned your favorite article, I'm actually, I can't remember the author's name now. It's driving me crazy. But Sports Illustrated in 2004, I'm saying, um, did an incredible story on Pat Tillman. Yeah. The title of the story was An Athlete Dies a Soldier. Yeah. So Pat Tillman was a football player, I think at the University of Arizona State. Arizona Arizona State. Yeah. And then played for the Cardinals, Mm -hmm. was an excellent defensive back. Yep. And I think it signed a 3 or $6 million contract. This was in the early aughts. Yeah. And then gave it all up to enlist in the United States Army after 9-11 to go fight the war on terror. Yeah. And very famously died in a friendly fire incident in 2004. As an army ranger in Afghanistan. As, as an army ranger in Afghanistan, and there was a cover-up.
1: And the Pentagon lied. about I, I, Still, to this day, I do not understand I why. They, they, I understand they, about lying about weapons of mass destruction because it looks bad they, and this correct, and that. Correct. But who cares how he died? Correct. Does so it they, cheapen they, his service? They, and
0: They lied about the circumstances of his death. And Sports Illustrated, it might have been George Smith.
1: Okay. Um,
0: did an, an extraordinarily thoughtful, moving, sad story about his death, discussing among other things his political evolution. Yeah. In the couple of years before he died, he started reading no, reading Noam Chomsky. Yeah. He'd become very critical of the United States war on terror. Yeah. And its role in the world, and Sports Illustrated handled all that so thoughtfully and beautifully. Yeah. That's a that's anyway. That's one that a that, good example that stands of, of out. How Sports Illustrated tackled those kinds of things could tackle those kinds of things so well.
1: Yeah, this was an era when like, thinking about the rise of sports. You know, like the post-war rise of sports in the United States. You've got, well, you've got general affluence, right mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. the war. You've got television. Obviously, yep. I think it put Sports Illustrated up there too. Mm-hmm. it was the it was the once a week thing that everyone talked about talked about what was on the cover of course, you know there was this whole theory talk about deep state theories that of the Sports Illustrated oh, jinx right, right? Yeah, if right. you're on the cover of Sports right. Illustrated look out because right. because the fall is coming right. that was a thing so right. being on the cover was both a privilege and and right. and apparel all at the same time that it all revolved around the Sports Illustrated issue that week.
0: Well, Matt, it's funny you're reminding me. One of the famous Sports Illustrated jinks was in 1987 in their baseball preview issue. Sports Illustrated pronounced the Cleveland Indians the best team in baseball. Okay, I just, I, and it then they didn't lost happen. Lost 101 <laughs> games that year. They <laughs> Did they the really? Of <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> I, I think
1: I remember big, that actually. Now that's the, the but, perfect but, example. But
0: anyway, to your point, Matt, just about you know about their reach too. Their circulation was in the millions. Like, yeah, this was not just a sort of boutique magazine, it had unbelievable
1: reach yeah. for many years. And then, of course, what spun out of it, Sports Illustrated for women, which right. which, right. is silly because Sports right. Illustrated should have had women yeah, yeah, in right, it. Yeah. Uh, again, Sports Illustrated, Sports Illustrated for kids.
0: And of course, all these knockoff magazines, sport magazine, other magazines that tried to
1: inside sports, inside sports, all trying to, to capture the magic capture of sport, and, and of sports none industry. of them could quite do it. None of them lasted as long yeah. as Sports Illustrated. I don't even know what to say about this, Jonathan. There's a there's a moral here about the 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 collapse of 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 print media. I don't know. Of, of I don't know. Journalism,
0: en- print media. I don't
1: know enough about it, but Sports yeah. Illustrated going to me that is a sign that that is true. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. All right, can we end with a quiz here for you? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've got the uh, the athletes. Jonathan's a good sports trivia person, (laughs) y'all, so let's let's see. I've got the list here of the athletes who have been on the cover of Sports Illustrated the most. Oh, okay. Uh, Do you want to... Guess one, two, and right, three. So Muhammad Ali. Okay, Muhammad Ali is two. Okay. With five. I remember it used to be Ali. Okay. Ali with forty appearances on right. the cover, and he'll, right. he'll 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 be on it again somehow. You know, okay. the the ghost of Muhammad Ali still yeah. exists. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. is number one. How many times? Fifty, according okay. to my uh, my my crack research here. Three
0: with three big tiger.
1: Tiger's four, apparently. Tiger. It, 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 had Tiger, you know, not <laughs> had his issues, yeah, he'd <laughs> he probably would have. He'd be up there. So he's four. Number
0: three. Hmm.
1: He's, he, LeBron? LeBron. Okay. Very good. LeBron James. So it's okay. Michael, Muhammad, LeBron, LeBron then Tiger. Tiger. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to know the, the next three, yeah. it's Magic, uh-huh. Kareem, Tom Brady. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I you know I am looking at this list. So the yeah. first one, two, three, four, five, six are all African American yes, athletes. I mean, I was that, and right. that's that that's what sports sports yeah. That wasn't what sports magazines were when yeah. Sports Illustrated was created in nineteen fifty four. But but know. but Sports Illustrated was obviously part of publicizing the lives and the accomplishments yeah. of, of, yep. of, of, of black athletes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 So rest it, well I don't know if it's really gone it, Well... It's yeah. it's gone enough. I say it's rest in peace, Sports Illustrated. Some other form, yeah. 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 Oh well. Oh well. Okay. Well, Jonathan, <laughs> this has been 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 fun talking yeah. about this.
0: Yeah. Um, so, just as a reminder, the Agony of Defeat podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and again, I don't know exactly what that means. I just not supposed <laughs> to say that. We are told
1: that's a that's Weird. a thing.
0: That's the thing to say. When you do go listen and you rate it, um, only give it a five-star rating. Otherwise, as other <laughs> podcasters say, we know you—we know you're a hater. Okay. So, um, but no, in all seriousness, spread the word. Yeah, spread the word. And tell tell a friend. Tell a friend, and we will be back with you again soon.
1: Yeah. So this is Matt Andrews and Jonathan Like and we want to thank our. Uh, Producer Samantha Rubin, who is our, our transatlantic producer right. now. Right. The the AOD is Speaking going big of the, time. The global reach of the show. The, the global reach of the show. Yeah. Thank you to Samantha for for all the hard work that that she does. And uh, I think with a little tease. We have some some authors joining yeah, you us in say the.
0: Something quickly about... No. Okay. Let's all just right.
1: let's, let's let let's just leave let it, it at that. keep them guessing, Jonathan. Excellent. Okay. All right. Till next time.